Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hey everybody, welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. Sorry, I was not on here on Monday like I promised, but hopefully you got my email. We were able to celebrate my my only daughter's dance recital. It went on outside at about 38 degrees in a parking lot, and it was glorious. And we just spent some family time just being excited about that. And frankly, my mama heart nearly needs to burst because I have all the babies back home for Christmas And it's just, it's magnificent. I couldn't be happier. So thank you for giving me the grace for an extra day. Um, This is the fourth and last week of Advent. And this week we would be lighting the candle of peace. And in fact, I am working on a message of peace for Hosanna. They asked me to guest Devo on their Facebook Live webpage. So that will be on Thursday morning. So um, I will be here today, and I have a message for you again tomorrow, but then I'm taking the rest of Christmas week off, and I'll be back after next weekend. So I am not actually talking about peace with you today. Instead, I want to talk about the story leading up to Christmas, and it's not the Christmas story per se, but it's what happens right before. So I'm in the Gospel of Luke, and if you remember something about Luke, he is a good storyteller. He's a physician, so he gives lots of good detail. And he talked to Mary herself, um, who gave him an eyewitness account, because Luke was not an eyewitness to all of this, but he interviewed a lot of people who were, including Mary. And so we are in Luke, the first chapter, and I'm starting in verse 26, and this is the birth of Jesus foretold. So let's dive right in. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will not fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. That gives us a lot to think about. So first of all, Mary. She's in this amazing story. And yet, if you look at Mary, she's pretty ordinary. She lives in 
Nazareth, which is about the equivalent of Gary, Indiana. So think of somewhere really basic and somewhere not glamorous and not exciting. She's not a a star from New York City. She's very ordinary, just like I'm ordinary from Apple Valley, Minnesota. Ordinary, nothing extraordinary. She's a teenager. Um, I have a teenager. I cannot imagine my 13-year-old daughter being betrothed. And, And it's thought that Mary was maybe more about 15, but still a young teenager and she's betrothed, which is pretty much the legal equivalent of already being married. And so here's this normal teenage girl in a normal plain town betrothed to be married And this angel shows up and he says, you're going to be pregnant. Hmm. Let's put a pin in that for a second, because no matter how much John Arndt loves me, if I came to him and said, I was just getting ready to to go out and run errands today. And and and, uh, an angel came to me and said that I'm pregnant. Surprise. I think he might question my story. And yet Mary takes it into stride. And believes the angel, knowing that she's going to have to tell Joseph. And there's probably going to be um, a big issue between her story and his belief. But that's a story for another day. So because biology worked the same way back then as it, it does now, it seems like a pretty inconceivable story, pun intended. So God is taking someone who is very ordinary and ha- asking her to do something very extraordinary. He's asking Mary to carry the incarnate baby Jesus, incarnate God, meaning fully human, fully divine. He had a human body and yet he was fully God. Now, thank goodness you and I are not being asked to do that. Mary already did it. So we don't have to birth God. However, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are also indwelt with the Holy Spirit. And God calls us to use that spirit to bring his word and his work, his kingdom calling into the world. We have the spirit of God in us. And God wants to do something really extraordinary in your life. Now, maybe not quite the same as as Mary, maybe not quite as extraordinary, but he needs you and he needs me to do these things. Now you could say, I'm, I'm pretty ordinary. I'm pretty average. I, I live in Apple Valley. I don't live in Los Angeles. I'm not a starlet. And I think we can also use the example of, of Elizabeth, because what did the, the angel say about Elizabeth? What is more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived. Now, just like Mary could not say, I am going to all on my own conceive the incarnate God in my womb. Neither could Elizabeth. When a woman was considered barren, particularly in biblical times, she was unable to have a baby. And yet she did. Why? Because God took an ordinary person and did something extraordinary in her. He did something supernatural in her. So it was not only Elizabeth who was old, it was also Mary who was young, which is interesting because I would say in our culture, we we have this obsession 
We have this culture of worshiping youth. And yet, Elizabeth was called to do something almost as extraordinary as Mary was. So the the point of this is, it doesn't matter how young you are, how old you are. Ephesians 2.10 will tell you that you are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God created in advance for you to do. He created you for a purpose, and he wants you to know whether you're young or whether you think you're too old, your greatest days may still be ahead of you. So we're going to put it a little tiny pin in today's lesson. We're going to pick up tomorrow with these same scripture verses and conclude on this miraculous story that occurred in the first chapter of Luke involving two really amazing women, one young, Mary, and one old, Elizabeth, and how that relates to us today in 2020. So thanks for hanging with me. I will see you right here tomorrow morning. I promise. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.